to 40 Years to Freedom podcast. You got Jen with you today, and I have my lovely friend Rachel here. How are you doing, darling? I'm doing good. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. Thank you. Thanks for being here. Yeah, absolutely. I'm so excited to have you. I've known Rachel for a really long time now. Mm-hmm. Um, Rachel and I went to beauty school together here in town. Yep. Um, I was almost finishing when you were starting, mm-hmm. practically. And then a couple years go by, a few years come go by, and then I hired you on mm-hmm. to work at the beauty school with me. And we've done lots of fun things in the meantime. Oh, gosh. But this episode is going to be all about empowering women and starting businesses and going for it. Um, trying to figure out your dreams along the way, what's meant to be, and just actually going and doing it. So welcome, Rachel. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited that you're here. I'm so excited that you started this Ah, because you you. are the most perfect person to have a (laughs) podcast. So a little bit of a backstory. (laughs) Rachel and I worked at the beauty school here in town. Um, This was Rachel's idea for me to start a podcast. (laughs) And mostly because Rachel was like my bitch buddy about my dating life. And how hilarious it was. Mm-hmm. And she was just like, you need to podcast. You, She was even about to buy the equipment and we were going to do it at oh the my, school. You I remember? forgot I looked it up you on remember? Amazon. We were going to yes, buy I podcast forgot. equipment. <laughs> yeah, we were going to start it. And it was literally going to be all about my dating life and my story. And yep. I mean, at least it's come a little bit further than that <laughs> at this point. So thank you for the inspiration. You're welcome. <laughs> so we're going to get started, jump right into things. Um, I, again, known you for a really long time, so I know mm-hmm. all about you, yes. but our listeners definitely don't. So I'm going to just have you talk. If that's cool with yeah, you. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, so I went to a uh, beauty school here in town. I graduated high school and I went right in at 18 years old. I always knew I wanted to be in the industry. I was doing everyone's hair and makeup for prom and mm-hmm. I was that friend, you know, and then I'm rushed at the end to do my hair and makeup. But um, so I started out in the industry really, really young. And then once I graduated, I um, started working at Ulta, which was a phenomenal start for anyone, you know, wanting to get a start into the industry. And then from there, I went to another salon called At The Ritz, which uh, I was surrounded by an incredible group of seasoned and just hardworking hairdressers. I've never seen a group of women work so hard. That really inspired me. That's um, here in Reno, the at the Ritz. Unfortunately, it's closed now. Oh no! Yeah, but um, yeah, I was there for about four and a half years, and they they took me underneath their wing and they showed me a lot of different things. I mean, everyone there had been doing hair for fifteen years minimum. How did you get that start? Do you mind me asking? So if you're at Ulta, yeah. so so those of you who don't know, because we have listeners all around the country. Yeah. Um, if you don't have an Ulta, it's like a giant beauty supply store, um, makeup store. You can get hair products, hair tools, yeah. everything, and you do not need a license, but there's a salon in the back. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So how did you get go from Ulta to at the Ritz? So I had a manager at the time, my manager at Ulta, the salon, and she knew the owner of the at the Ritz salon. And so we were just looking to leave. I um, was looking to be a little bit more independent. I guess okay. you could say I had kind of outgrown that corporate kind of feel. And I wanted something a little bit more free where I didn't have a dress code. I didn't have rules to abide by. So um, you could make more of your own schedule. Yes, exactly. Did you start at, at the Ritz as um, like you booth renting. Mm-hmm. Wow. Totally. So that's an independent contractor. Yes. It was. Um, I feel like I jumped in way too early, to be honest. I didn't know what I was doing and no one really showed me and not not to play victim or anything. But, you know, I, I literally had no idea what I was doing. And as a gosh, I was probably 20 at the time, getting five hundred dollars cash doing hair and not knowing what to do with that $500. How to save it or not to order. <laughs> oh, yeah. The... Okay. My 20-year-old self was not saving that $500 a day. My 44-year-old self wouldn't be saving that $500. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. It's hard not to have a paycheck. You know, it's, um, 
and it, speaking of, I got myself into some serious financial trouble um, in my early 20s by, by doing that and not understanding how that works and owning a business, how that works. That uh, actually all the money that you get is not your money. <laughs> so absolutely. Uh, but luckily I was able to, you know, work my way out of it. There's tons of resources out of there, out there. Um, so yeah, I was at the Ritz for about four and a half years, and then I went to Lottie Da Beauty Salon, which is my current salon that I purchased. <laughs> wow! Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. I didn't even know you were doing something like that. I mean, I know we've talked yeah. about owning our own businesses for years and years and years. Mm -hmm. But I found out through Facebook when I saw it, I literally was jumping up and down for you because I was thank so you. happy for you. Thank you. That's such uh, such an amazing opportunity. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that a lot. Yeah. yeah. And then um, while you were working at Lottie Dawes, and that's when I recruited you to come work at the beauty school with me. Yes. Yep. So went there, uh, taught there for about probably two and a half, three years ish. And I loved it. I, I loved it too. I really did. Yeah. Like it filled my cup. They talk oh. about things filling your cup, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And that filled my cup every day, mm -hmm. every day. Those students, they'd be like, Oh, I love your dress. Mm -hmm. Oh, your hair looks so pretty. Yeah. And it's just so, uh, it's just what I needed. Yeah. It was an incredible journey. And to watch these young women, most of them are young, you know, and then watch them grow into their, most confident and powerful selves like it was truly a, a gift to, to work there it was yeah and I feel like it um it taught us just because of the things that um that school focuses on right um like giving back to the mm -hmm. community and um doing big events like we always did like a big show every year mm -hmm. like that I feel like that is so important than just clocking in your hours, mm -hmm. right? I've heard so many terrible things about other schools. Yeah. Um, and I'm blessed. I think we're both blessed of where the school that we chose to go to mm -hmm. and the opportunities that we had. Mm -hmm. We got to do a big event together when we were in beauty school in Vegas, mm -hmm. right? Oh, I forgot. Yeah. Yes. And that was really cool. Yeah. And that gave me tons <laughs> of inspiration. And then again, coming back, fast forwarding, um, to years after working there, because I was there for 10 years, mm -hmm. um, years after working there, like you still had an opportunity to still do all that fun stuff yeah. and be part of it. And then there was opportunities for you to go to these big events mm -hmm. that you would help plan for these students and all that. Yeah. So it's yeah, it was something I loved deeply. And I don't think I like the amount I grew as a person in that time that I worked there compared to not before working there is insane because it teaches you patience mm -hmm. and you know understanding and yeah i i really really enjoyed it well i talk about um working there a lot with my life situations mm. and um i know you said you haven't listened to that part podcast yet but my story part mm -hmm. one and part two because um, I know your story. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but part two, I talk about losing David or David being sick. And then mm -hmm. how much, like, I couldn't wait to go to work because, yeah. again, that filled my cup every day, which I wasn't getting in my home life. Like, yeah. I would spend so much time at work because it helped me in this really weird way balance out the craziness of my life, even yeah. though it was a crazy job. Oh, and we had insanity. plenty of crazy <laughs> students along the way. Um, but it balanced like the craziness of one, like balanced the craziness of mm -hmm. the other. And it kept me sane through all of it. Like mm -hmm. it was such a great support system. Um, I remember one student saying that after David died, because I literally worked all the way up until the week that he died, mm -hmm. like even though he was in the that. hospital and all that. Um, well, how one student said when they made the announcement at school, I never would have guessed Jennifer was going through anything like that because I would put on my happy face every single mm -hmm. day and not let it, you know, mm -hmm. affect me or affect my job. Yeah. Because beauty school, you have to think, what is that age range? 18 to 22, 20, yeah. 23 years yeah. old, right? they have enough drama in their lives going on and decisions that they have to make and um to be able to balance doing beauty school, being in beauty school and at the same time being a human, maybe they're a um a new mom, mm -hmm. maybe they have kids at home, 
maybe they're struggling with their bills because they can't afford all of the above. So mm-hmm. it's like you have to be kind of like a mom figure yeah. to them on you a regular basis. You have to be the basis. pillar in their life. Yeah, exactly. I remember so. I said to you once right around when David was dying, I said, I can't even imagine having your life. I don't know how you do it. And I remember what you said to me. You said, I don't have a choice. You know, like you don't know anything else. And so you're just going to did it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's what I do every single day. Like nobody yeah. gave me a book on life, <laughs> which I feel mm-hmm. like there's plenty of books out there on life. But I mean, everybody has their own story. Everybody has their yeah. own sto- story. Everybody has their own journey. Mm-hmm. Nobody's two stories are going to be the same. Yeah. So having a book and be like, this is how it's, it's like the book. <laughs> what to expect when you're expecting. It never happens that way, (laughs) right? Like nothing ever plans out like that. So yeah, I don't know how to live this life except for every single day, one day at a time. Yeah. And that's That's all you can do, right? Just one day at a time. Exactly. One day turns into, and then the next thing you know, you have 15 year olds. Can you even believe my kids? I'm teaching them how to drive right now. No, because I remember when I met them, they were four. (laughs) They were little. And and they they were little. little, Cute little Adidas tracksuits. They were so cute. Yeah, they were adorable. Now they're super awkward and teenagers and (laughs) driving. So there's that. All right, let's keep moving down our list. Okay. Um, Okay, so let's talk about training, any training or any classes, um, courses, anything that you made sure to take along the way with your journey Mm -hmm. to help you get where you're you're at today. Yeah, uh, I've I've done a couple different trainings um i think it's always important to feel inspired a lot of times the education's great in those but more so the inspiration that you get from them is is greater mm-hmm. um so I, i've been to new york the new york show which was absolutely phenomenal i've been down to la and just traveling um mostly the biggest piece of advice i could give is be around someone that you want to be like and that you inspire to be like right and be around them every single day. And even if you can't maybe be around them, maybe mm-hmm. make sure like you could talk to them or you could yeah. see them, FaceTime them, mm-hmm. or even if it's someone, maybe you're pulling that inspiration from someone off the internet, right. you know, and they're just in your feed on a regular basis. Yep, absolutely. So that's really the biggest thing is just to be surrounded by people that you want to be like and not people that are behind you. I know that sounds bad, but people that are maybe not moving as fast as you you always mm-hmm. want to stick around people that are moving faster so that you keep up. <laughs> yeah, I completely agree with that yeah. one. Um, I feel like it's the second that we settle. Mm-hmm. Life kind of stops, right? Like yeah. if I don't have a purpose to achieve more mm-hmm. and I'm just fine with and that, that it's fine. There's plenty of people out there. I call them jellyfish. <laughs> They're just jellyfishing, right? They're just floating. <laughs> They're just floating. And that's perfectly fine for some. But. Some of us and us Leos, hello. Oh, yes. We both just had a birthday. Yes. One day Um, apart. One day apart. (laughs) And, but I need more. Yeah. I need a bigger cup to fill. Yeah. I need a bigger purpose. I need to figure out what that is on a regular basis. And once I do achieve that goal, what's going to be my next? Mm -hmm. We literally just sat here and talked about it before our podcast Mm -hmm. because I always try and, you know, let's set the mood. What are we going to talk about? Things like that. And we talked about. Mm the next step for me in this podcast, you know, finding sponsors, finding people who want to back us Mm -hmm. and believe in what we're doing and empowering women. Mm -hmm. And, um, even some men, it's crazy. If I showed you the stats, the amount of men who listen to this podcast. Really? Yeah. Hi, Matt. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm I'm totally kidding. Right. (laughs) Hey boys. (laughs) Oh my gosh. No, totally kidding. Um, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Um, so you, so you took some classes, um, mm-hmm. all over the place. Yeah. Um, tell me about the class that you took, um, in Las Vegas. I want to know all about this class. Oh, okay. Like my EQ, emotional intelligence. Um, so the owner of the, the previous owner of the salon I purchased actually told me about it. So I went down, it's called Choice. And I thought it was going to be a um, leadership workshop all about, you know, uh, I don't even know how to explain it, but I thought I was going to learn about business and I did on some level, but um, it was a deep, deep, deep dive 
into uh, myself and how I treat others. And it was my greatest blessing in life. Um, I went after I left the beauty school, which was a angry time in my life. I'll be very honest. Um, Same here. Yeah. We all left. At the, so there was three of us. Yeah. Who actually left all at the same time. Mm -hmm. So one girl quit, put in her notice. Um, I was already looking for another job mm -hmm. and you put in your notice. Mm -hmm. Was it the day I put in the my same, the, the same, same day. day? Yeah. Yeah. The same day. So we all left at the same time. Yeah. And I had a, I had a lot of anger because truth be told, I didn't want to leave. Like I, yeah. I loved it. But I um, knew I had to for my mental health, mm -hmm. um, but I did not want to at yeah. all. It was my favorite thing to do. Yep. I didn't want to leave those students as well. So when I went to Choice, I let that shit go. Like, truthfully, like, I let that anger and that rage be gone. And it was such a blessing because I didn't even realize how much I had of it. Mm -hmm. And it allowed me to step into the greatest chapter of my life because when you hold on to so much of that it's it's insane how much it weighs you down yeah <laughs> i completely agree on that one yeah and i felt like it, it affected you every single day that again i loved working there like mm -hmm. i loved working there and i thought that i was gonna be a lifer for yeah sure like <laughs> yeah. this is gonna be i'm gonna have ownership of this at some point like yeah. and it towards the end like i Every time someone opened their mouth, I was just like, shut up. <laughs> every time. <laughs> Even that... me? No, I'm just kidding. No, 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 not you. <laughs> but every time. And I felt like that energy was rubbing on me in so many different ways that it was really making me hate. And I am not a hater. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't hate things. I have such a whole huge heart for mm -hmm. everybody and i think you move on really fast that's my experience of you is you're very like even if you don't like something or necessarily it bothers you you're just like okay whatever and then you're yeah yeah exactly <laughs> well maybe i should have been part of choice <laughs> <laughs> no you let did that shit go. <laughs> let that shit go let it go because again like if you hold a grudge or it's funny because i was with a girlfriend the other day and she was saying something about she and she was saying something like about a specific person and um She's like, nope, once they, once they do me wrong or they, I get a bad taste, she's like, I am done. Mm -hmm. And I can understand that to a point, but letting something consume, like mm -hmm. hate consume you mm -hmm. so much, mm -hmm. I don't have that kind of energy. No, you never Nor have. do I have that kind no. of time. No. So I just put it out there, like, and I've talked about this one in the last couple of podcasts, um, that if it's not filling my cup at that moment if it's not if i'm the one that's always reaching out and i'm the one that's always making the effort and i'm the one that's always mm -hmm. doing everything for whether it's a relationship or a friendship or mm -hmm. a family member and i don't get that in return from mm -hmm. them i am letting it go mm -hmm. like i'm done with that part of my life mm -hmm. because again at this point in my life i've never worked more mm -hmm. have the least amount of time like this summer I can't even, I haven't even really had a summer yeah. because between work and baseball and guitar lessons, like I don't have, and then my best friend's getting married all on top of it. So trying to plan everything like this, like mm -hmm. I don't have just a weekend just to chill. I don't have time to watch the guys are making fun of me because I just started watching <laughs> game of Thrones and they're like, you're only on episode six. And I'm like, I watch like one a week, you know, like yeah. I don't, I don't have that time just no. to sit and chill and hang out with myself. Like, so if you're, if I'm giving it all to you and I'm not getting anything back again, mm -hmm. n like I don't have time for that kind yeah. of relationship in my life. Yeah. So, and there's such an art to, and this is what I've learned is to letting it go, but also not throwing it right like not throwing it with anger and and having resentment when you do let it go because mm -hmm. um, there's a big difference between those two that's what I've learned a lot too <laughs> I've learned a lot but um so yeah so it was the perfect timing to let that shit go <laughs> yeah we need some t-shirts made with that yes <laughs>
Um, something else happened to you though, mm-hmm. right? When you were at Choice. Yes, I met uh, my current boyfriend. Yeah, who is a phenomenal human being. Yeah, just he the was. Kindest... No, he is. Oh, oh my god! I'm like, <laughs> no, he did not die. Whoops, did I? <laughs> That was no, well, no, he, he was is. phenomenal. He is, Uh-oh. he is, yeah, um, an incredible human being. That's um, awesome. Kind of soul, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, I have yet to meet him, but mm-hmm. maybe one day. Absolutely, of course, <laughs> of course. And then he moved across the country to come live with you. He did. Uh, so he was in Tennessee. So we met there at the training, and then we um we instantly connected. We were just really good friends throughout the whole thing, and I went out there and visited him, and it grew and. Uh, so we did long distance for a little under a year, and then he moved across the country <laughs> all How's the way to going? Reno. How's that it's going? It's going good. Yeah? Yeah. Your parents love him? Yeah. They really, really enjoy him. That's so, awesome. Yeah. He's an incredible human being. It's so funny because when people ask me how he is, I'm like, good. Like, there's not, I got nothing for you. Like, it's just really, really good. It's nothing more than that. So That's awesome. Yeah. Well, congratulations yeah, on that. Bliss. Thank you. Um, so your support system, right? Mm-hmm. So let's talk a little bit about, cause everybody has to have a support, a support system, especially yes. when they're making big life changes like you just did. Yeah. So who would that consist of? Uh, my parents. Absolutely. So my parents were kind of the driving force in purchasing the salon. Uh, my dad was an incredibly successful businessman and just retired in November. So. Wow. I know it's huge for them. So I'm excited for their next chapter of their life. Uh, so definitely my parents, they've kind of lit this this path for me. And, you know, they're handing over that torch. Uh, my boyfriend, obviously, who's incredibly patient and understanding and supportive. I couldn't ask for anyone better because I had that conversation with him before I purchased. I said, this is going to be big. This will consume my life. So are you OK with that? You yeah. know, and he just wants to see me happy and succeed. So. That's awesome. Yeah. Friends, obviously. I have an incredible best friend, Jessica, who is a great support system as well. And then also the girls at the salon. It was one of the biggest reasons as to why I wanted to purchase the salon was the the group of women that are currently working there. We all get Which along. Let's, let's be honest, are a <laughs> lot of recruits from where we worked before. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I recruited them all. No. <laughs> but I used to do that too at the salon that I worked at. And then after I started working at the school and then I didn't work at the salon, like the owner had an in. So she had an in, uh, apprentice program. So every time like she was looking for somebody, yeah. I'd send the best of the best to yeah. her. So she filled her salon really quick with graduates from our school yeah and then you get to build your dream team right right exactly <laughs> yeah you gotta so. start it somehow one way one day at a time right yeah absolutely so yeah i got a I got a great support team behind me as well um super important so totally important um laura who still owns the bridal side uh and who i purchased the salon from she's also an incredible support uh so yeah got a good team behind me that's awesome yeah everybody's wanting the best for you thank you Motivation. Let's talk about Ooh. motivation. What, yeah. What keeps you motivated? <laughs> um. So I will be completely transparent. I like money, right? <laughs> <laughs> like money motivates me. <laughs> Their favorite color is green. <laughs> like money. <laughs> that's all. Every time someone says that, that's He's what I pick up. Signs in my yeah. eyes. No, I do. I do. I like. I like nice things, and I I work hard for my things, and so I like money, and I like to live a, a decent life if i want to go out to eat i want to go out to eat i don't want to have to worry about budgeting for it so money as well as uh i purchased this loan because i wanted to do something bigger than just myself and that was a big key factor in this uh i never actually wanted to own a salon it was never in my my cards. my cards no uh just because all the stigmas that you hear that they don't make money, all the drama that you deal with. And yeah. uh, it's hard. No matter yeah. what, it's hard when you have that many females working under one roof. Oh, yeah. Like it's hard enough just to with a couple of females mm-hmm. and different personalities and everybody being able to vibe. Right. Mm-hmm. But when you have because how many girls work there? Uh, There's 15 of us. 15. Mm-hmm. 15 females. Mm-hmm. Including like front desk. Yeah. 15 females. Yeah. That's a lot. So, yeah. It's a lot. But. Luckily, we all get along pretty well, but I 
that w- that's a huge stigma, right? And owning a salon that you have to deal with all of that. And what did you want to do? So <laughs> yeah, instead of that, um, so after I left the school, I had planned to open up my own school. And uh, wow, yeah, it was in the works, and it fell through. And I, I don't want to say I was lost because I feel like that might be a little dramatic, <laughs> but I definitely was thinking like, what is my next move? Because a lot of times we have these like visions and dreams about what we want mm-hmm. and it didn't work out. And I had a pivotal conversation with Laura, who was the previous owner. And she said, well, what is it about the school that you wanted? I said, I don't know. You know, I wanted a school. And she goes, the school is the machine, it's the workforce, right? It's not what you want. What do you love about teaching? And so I dove deep down the rabbit hole as I love to do after choice. (laughs) And I realized that what I loved was I loved building up women's confidence. And I loved watching them on this journey of building their career. And I thought to myself, well, why can't I do that at the salon? You know? So the offer was presented to me. (laughs) It was the same conversation? No. Like, was it in that conversation? Right. She's all so, (laughs) since that didn't work out. No, she offered, (laughs) let me think of this timeline. I don't know. That whole point was pretty much a blurb, but um, she offered the salon to me afterward. And I sat on it because I was thinking, like, what is my next move? And then she offered it to me. Probably a couple months later. Mm-hmm. And I said, here's an incredible salon with a brand that can't be beat. And I can create what I wanted at a school here. Right. I can create an education program. I can do the same things I did. I wanted to do just on a different level, on a different scale. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I did. And, and my dad had my favorite quote ever when I did this salon thing. He said, it's a great cake. You just want to add your icing. Oh, I know. That is so good. So good. So, yeah. And I think it just really taught me a whole lot about you just got to go with the flow a lot of times. And even though you have a dream and it doesn't necessarily work out exactly how you pictured it, it doesn't mean that it isn't going to happen. It just might not look the way that you think it's going to look. I love that. I love that you just said that. Because, again, I talk about that a lot here about how I've changed, fully changed myself mm-hmm. numerous times. Mm-hmm. And who knows how many times it could happen before I die, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I don't know who, I truly don't know what I want to be when I grow up. That's what I tell people. <laughs> At 44, I, I really, I don't know what I want to be when I grow up. Yeah. Um, I want to be an amazing mother. That's always number one. Mm-hmm. I want to be an amazing daughter. I want my parents to be proud of me, of where, where I've, you know, where I started, what I've been through and where mm-hmm. I am today. Mm-hmm. Um, the things that I've done in between that, I want my friends and family to always have positive things to say about me. Mm-hmm. But in the long run, I don't necessarily know what I want in mm-hmm. life itself. I don't mm-hmm. know. Like, but that's what you want, right? Like, that's what you want and all the rest will find you. Yeah. All the exactly. rest actually doesn't fucking matter, but <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. But that's what you want. Yeah. I want peace, love, and happiness. Girl. <laughs> world, like, I, want I want world peace. I want world peace. <laughs> and <laughs> oh my unlimited gosh. champagne. And no, I'm just That's kidding. That's the Right. Oh, gosh. Um, <sighs> so we talked a lot about this a little bit before when we were warming up um, mm-hmm. about a life coach, right? Yeah um how did you find your life coach was she part of this program she was yeah so okay. I, had, I had a couple different coaches going through through the program um I had one who I would literally not be the woman I am today if it wasn't for her and truthfully she just called me out right like she unapologetically <laughs> just called me out when I was uh not being the nicest or you know not being the best that I could be and that's who you have to surround yourself with is people that are just going to hold you accountable, mm-hmm. right? And not be afraid to call you out. Yeah. And it sucks in the moment, but looking back on it, there was some like huge life lessons. So 
Yeah. How often do you talk to her? Not nearly as much as I should now. Um, you know, after you kind of graduate the program and we all kind of go our separate ways, but I have a friend that lives up in Tahoe and, uh, she also went through the program with me and we hold each other accountable. We talk all the time and same kind of thing, you know, even though she's not technically like my life coach, she is a friend that understands the work. And so she's not afraid to just call me right out. That's good. (laughs) Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I feel like I... I'm a very real person. So, yeah, and I have a very small circle for a great reason. Like mm-hmm. I have just built my, this little life out of nothing mm-hmm. for myself. And I refuse to let anybody in that's going to try and hurt me or my family or try to rip the walls down of what I have built. Mm-hmm. So I have no problem being that friend. And my friends will even say like, Amber would be the best one to tell you. And she's <laughs> like, Jennifer's just going to tell you how it is. Yeah. Like Jennifer's going to tell you how it is yeah. because I have nothing to lose. Like if you're my friend, you're yeah. going to be my friend no matter what. Yeah. So I feel like you're either going to take it and appreciate what I'm going to say, or you're mm-hmm. going to take it and just be like, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's not that I have the right words all the time, mm-hmm. but I'm going to be completely honest with you at mm-hmm. all times and tell you if I think what, how my opinion is. Mm-hmm. That authenticity, right? Yeah, exactly. I was told that that's the superpower that I have is authenticity. <laughs> We're not bitches. You too. Leo's. No, <laughs> We're not. No, no. I've worked hard on not being as bad as I was, though. That's, that's awesome. But uh, that's awesome. This program, choice. Mm-hmm. choice. Is it something that people could look up online? Yeah, you can look it up online. Um, it's hard to look and understand what it is online. You just got to talk to someone that has gone gone through the program. But uh, yeah, it's it's some deep dive work and changed me forever so i'm very thankful well if you need Mm -hmm. somebody to talk about it um rachel what is your instagram handle and people if they want to message you to ask you questions about it so they can understand it a little bit more absolutely so uh it is rachel but i spell it a weird way it's r-a-c-h-a-e-l m and then hickey h-i-c-k-e-y that is my last name middle school was really fun for me (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. My last name was Craig, and then everybody used to make fun of it. Uh, my, my last name was Crane. Everybody used Crane? To, yeah, Crane. And everybody, it was when Jenny Craig was like a big deal, like the weight loss thing. Oh, so yeah, everybody yeah. would. I do remember that. Oh, gosh. But <laughs> so, okay. So Rachel M. Hickey. Yeah. Yes. That's it. That's it. That's, that's it. it. Yeah. Okay. That's all. So if anybody's interested in this choice, yeah. um, please send Rachel a message. She'll tell you. You know, her experience about it. I'm sure she'd love to talk to you. Maybe give you a little bit of motivation. Yeah. Um, And who knows? You might find some great motivation just from reaching out to her and talking to her. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, I love that you have a life coach. I do not have a life coach. Um, But Anna talks about it a lot because she has a life coach that mm-hmm. she talks to. But she talks to hers every single day. Wow. Every single day. Yeah. And I think it was funny because um, like we talked about dating, like a whole episode of dating and she reached out to them about if they had any so- sort of like um, char or anything like that. And she's like, they're going to come back and be like, no, they're, they're, come on. I'm a dog coach or yeah. whatever. <laughs> and sure enough, they had this entire like everything like this whole chart of dating and then how like you evolve the older you get of date and i was just kind of like blown away by it but oh my gosh i feel like everybody kind of needs a life coach um i therapy (laughs) or therapy or both or or all of the above and medication so psychiatrist my my life coach is babe pino grigio if you're listening we are trying really really hard to get you as a sponsor but uh you are my your inspirational messages on the cans motivate me (laughs) to want another one and to just uh blow my worries away that was your answer what is your motivation pinot gratio pinot with bubbles i love it or champagne of any kind Uh, um well Yeah. So motivation, life coach, (laughs) finding that life coach, finding that mentor. I did talk a lot about mentors before, because again, the school that we came from, that was Mm -hmm. such a part of our curriculum, right? Yeah. Finding a mentor, 
finding inspiration, finding, you know, a purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, so I definitely have mentors in my life and I absolutely love them. I tell mm-hmm. them everything. They give me feedback, whether I want to hear it or not. Right. Those are true friends. Right. Yeah. Those are true friends. Yeah. So I feel like everybody, if you don't have that person. Wait, who's your, your biggest life, mentor? My biggest mentor is. Yeah. So I have two of them. Yeah. So and they're both from the same place, which is crazy. So I have Risa. Mm hmm who's the owner of the salon that I worked at. And then Derek, who mm. was, who's the education um, director of the salon that I worked at. Yeah. And again, I said this in a previous podcast, but Derek, I see Derek way more than I see Risa because Derek is the most amazing human and he knows my schedule is so crazy. So he does my hair when nobody's at the salon. Like mm-hmm. he comes in early. He comes in on the weekend he comes in on a Sunday morning at like nine o'clock in the morning to do my hair. If that's oh and, my gosh, and that's <laughs> why I'm, I'm so blessed. I'm yeah. so blessed with the people that I have in my life because they know that it's hard enough for me to get away. Like I can't leave work in the middle of the day to go get my hair done. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a lot of times they're traveling. Like Derek's traveling. He travels a yeah. lot, so trying to fit me in, and he's even better than me. I never set an appointment like i never rebook at the end and be like okay let's get it in here i'm totally but he messages me and he's like it's got to be time (laughs) i know we're getting close (laughs) and it's like i didn't want to say anything because i know how great or like for instance and this is kind of sad um i hadn't reached out to him because i have had such a busy summer but he messaged me and he's like i know you're due yeah. But some really bad things have happened to me lately. Mm-hmm. And his mom actually had a stroke and was in hospice. And then and it was just like, oh, my gosh, don't even worry about yeah. me. Like, I got spray. I got all kinds of stuff. <laughs> that rude don't spray. even stress. And then after, like, I didn't even reach back out except mm-hmm. to give him my love and support because right. he's my friend. Mm-hmm. Right. And it was I'm not trying to be like, I need well, I need my hair done. That has mm-hmm. nothing to do with anything. Like, I just want you to know that I love you. I support you. I'm thinking about you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then finally, like the fourth or fifth time that I sent him a message, he's just like, so when are we doing your hair? And I'm like, no, 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 don't even like, yeah. he's like, no, no, I need that. I need that. Mm-hmm. I need to be behind the chair. I need to be back in the salon. Yeah. I enjoy being around you. I enjoy your time. And I'm just like, okay, whatever you want. You're like, you just tell me. <laughs> and now he knows, like he knows it's either nights or weekends. So yeah. like, I'm just like, you tell me what works best for your yeah, schedule. I'll make, I'll make it, it happen. Yeah. And that's how I, that's, and I have this amazing human to come in on a Sunday when nobody else is at the salon <laughs> to do my hair. So I love mine. And, but, and again, he tells it like it is too. Like mm-hmm. I can go in there and vent about anything mm-hmm. because for years I vented about leaving the beauty school. Yeah. Right. And he wanted me to come back into the salon and he's like, I'm, I can coach you. I can train you to be a hundred thousand dollar hairdresser within a year. I could do blah, 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 all of this. And it's like in my head, I'm like, absolutely. I want to do this. But it's like, I never had the courage to actually do it because mm-hmm. of finances. Like yeah. that's a huge thing to go from an income yeah. that you need and you um, rely on every two weeks yeah. to all of a sudden the unknown. Mm-hmm. Right. So being a hairdresser, like yeah. you went straight from yeah. at least it was like a, com- uh, did you get paid when you started at Ulta? Was it commission or was it hour- hourly? It was either. It, it was, was either, either depending on which one you made more. Okay. And then it was, but yeah. And then it was this big and then you giant went leap of faith into being a booth I'm making hunter. $500 a day to I'm making $20 a week. <laughs> yeah. Like, and it just, it's yeah. When you first start out, there's no consistency. Yeah. And that's scary. It's terrifying to me. And mm-hmm. I think that's the reason that I ended up never doing it with mm-hmm. Derek or going back to Tremage Yeah. Is because I was nervous. Yeah. When you had two boys to support. And I had you know, a husband to support for a really long time. Yeah. It's different when you're, you were my age, right? Like you can take bigger leaps of faith. Yeah. Because you don't have the responsibility, but you had a lot responsibility i still do you still do yeah you still still do do. (laughs) i feel like i'm going to forever now i'm pretty sure (laughs) the way that i need my parents on a regular basis i'm sure my kids are going to need me well into their years (laughs) um okay so how do you balance that how do you balance now having a life of your own yeah 
and being a business owner. Yeah, I don't. This has been a journey. Um, <laughs> I'm still learning. Uh, but that's not true because you've been a business owner for quite some time because people don't understand when you're a booth renter that you're an independent contractor you're a business owner totally so you've done that for a long time but so how would you balance that i guess one of the biggest things that i'm practicing is when i'm home i'm home right and when i walk through that front door i'm not checking emails or answering clients or checking to see how much the salon did but i'm just home um there are times where i fail miserably because anyone that has a passion would agree with me when i say this your brain is constantly on that right i'm constantly thinking of the salon but by setting those intentions i allow myself grace when i do fail at that and just checking myself when i you know am off in salon space (laughs) um but i i really have been trying to set those boundaries for myself about when I'm home, it's about being home. And then when I'm at the salon, it's balls to the wall. I'm ready to go, you know? So, and I, I don't, like I said, I'm not always successful, but my boyfriend is incredibly patient and understanding when it comes to it too. So that's been helpful. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Thank you. <laughs> um, I'm trying. <laughs> okay. So when you're home, you're home, but mm-hmm. are you making time for yourself too? Ooh. Like, do you give yourself a vacation? Do you give yourself, do you, are you able to just let go and go do a spa day? If that's something that you truly wanted to do, yeah. do you make time for yourself like that? Yeah, that, that's like non-negotiable for me. <laughs> like yeah. I am extremely selfish with my time. And um, I feel like sometimes I feel like I may be blowing my friends off or, you know, I don't see my friends as much. But to me, my relaxation is alone because I am around people all the time. Mm-hmm. And so, like, the spa is the best thing for me, like, to go Ooh, get a good girl, massage. I, I know. The Atlantis. <laughs> I love the Atlantis okay, spa. Next here, we're gonna, yeah, we're going to podcast live from the Atlantis Day Spa. <laughs> <laughs> the sponsorship, is that what you said? There you go. That's, yes. Oh, my God. That would be amazing. Be like, I right. will do podcast live at your spa location <laughs> once a month. Talk about all the different services. <laughs> um yeah no i like the spa um i love i'm a reality tv junkie so i live for that like i live for just like (laughs) vegging on my couch and watching real housewives like that's also how i decompress and it's just non-negotiable for me like that is how i relax and come down it's funny that you say that because um i think about a lot of the times like when david was going through a really hard time (laughs) and what I did on my time off yeah. too, away from the all school. All three minutes. No, I'm just all three minutes. <laughs> but that's what I used. I was like, a, I was a reality TV junkie because yeah. I was just like, well, my life is definitely not as bad as these girls. <laughs> it makes you feel better. Like, they might have a whole bunch more money in the bank right? account, but their drama is like at a 10. Right. And mine's at like a three right. compared to it. Yeah. So that's, I would live the, <clears throat> I would live my life vicariously through them. Right. <clears throat> yeah, Totally. I also loved watching cops because I also made me feel better about my life. <laughs> Intervention. Like <laughs> oh, all the jail shows, no. I agree. <laughs> Forensic files. <laughs> my life is not that bad. That's <laughs> no, right. Hey, yeah. whatever you gotta do to pump yourself up. Exactly. And realize like that look, this could be this this could be reality. <laughs> Literally, this could be reality. Oh my god. But I choose not to. But do you know, fun fact, I asked almost every single network to do a reality TV show at the at the school that we were at. At the cosmetology school because I felt like it also was reality goal. <laughs> I think that that would be uh, right. I, I, so we good. talked about that a lot because I feel I used to tell the owners I'm like I feel like we would make more money if we had were on Bravo. Yes, I compared yep, to, to Bravo. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I don't know the. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. I don't yeah. think the owners would ever. That is also a reality TV show. We were living that. Yeah, <laughs> we were. <laughs> I can't believe some of the things. Oh my gosh. There are some crazies. But mm-hmm. again, you have to think about like it's a um it's a trait, right? It's a trait school. Mm-hmm. So it's always sometimes it's gonna have not the best of students. Yeah. You know, you're gonna have the rejects, you're gonna have the dropouts, you're gonna have the users. No, you really yeah. are. Like yeah. you really are because yeah. 
they couldn't get into a university yeah. or they couldn't manage to finish a degree at the community college, whatever it is. Right. Right. So you're going to have a different, it's a different breed kind of, yeah. Group. Yeah. You're going to have definitely an eclectic group <laughs> for sure. But I oh. love the wild childs of this world. Oh, so me too. that's why I succeeded well there. Yeah. Same. <laughs> um, Who do you look up to for inspiration? Ooh, um, I will say, so my parents, obviously with them being entrepreneurs themselves and specifically my dad ran a, a golf store for about 38 years um, and just seeing his hard work and dedication to it. Uh, and then also one of my biggest inspirations is Bethany Frankel. Speaking of Real Housewives. <laughs> um, She's Real Housewives New York, right? Yes. Okay. Founder of Skinny Girl. Yep. Uh, and what I admire about her the most is the way that she gives back. Right. Um, she has a whole other foundation that she's created that helps all crisis. So when Ukraine, everything was happening with Ukraine, she was down. Literally, literally, she physically goes down where she can into these the trenches and she helps and raises money. And she is just an incredible human being that way. And I think when you have a platform that big and you don't do anything like that, I think it's really selfish. I completely agree. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah. So it's definitely one of my favorites. Um, your life coach, you said, yeah. um, I just want to bring it up really quick because yeah. you said that she was part of the Children's Miracle Network. Make-A-Wish. No. Make-A-Wish Foundation. Yes. What a like whole heart you have to do to oh. have to, for something like that, right? Yeah. That's, that would be a huge inspiration for me totally. as well. Everyone has their like string, right, when it comes to giving back. Mm -hmm. So whether yeah. it's like veterans or puppies, or yeah. <laughs> the list goes on. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I try like when I can, it's hard. Yeah. It's harder now than I feel like it ever has been before for me because I don't get as many opportunities as I did. Like that was a huge part of our beauty school experience. Totally. Right. Mm -hmm. That was a huge part of our culture. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, do you remember when we went to San Francisco when I, me and the boys went to San Francisco for yes. Christmas? <laughs> oh my gosh. So I have a little story <laughs> about trying to be a good human and trying to raise amazing humans. Um, it's Christmas now the year before for Christmas, I had spent like $3,000 on Christmas mm -hmm. between getting everything and new lights for the house. And this was like the first year David was gone. So I wanted to make sure everybody got what they want and I got everybody what they wanted and I cooked all day long, breakfast, dinner, charcuterie boards, mm -hmm. like presents out the yin yang of everything. Mm -hmm. And like in the long run, nobody appreciated anything. And I was done. Yeah. Like, I'm done. I am tapping out for the holidays. I'm never doing this again. With that amount of money, all I kept thinking of is I could have gone 10 days all-inclusive <laughs> to Cancun yeah. with my kids yeah, and had an amazing experience that none of us would have ever forgot. Right. A week later, they don't remember what I put underneath the tree. Right. What I stayed up late to go get or late to wrap or stress to make sure I had in time for Christmas. Mm-hmm. So I decide the next Christmas that we were going to go on a trip. Mm -hmm. I didn't really plan it very well. So we did it a little bit. Um, we jumped on the bandwagon probably like beginning of November of what we were going to do. So I planned a trip to um, San Francisco because I had just gone to San Francisco with you. Yeah. We went to San Francisco. Oh, yes, we did. And we had a blast <laughs> in San Francisco. But then I also went with another girlfriend of mine for her birthday. And we stayed right in the Tenderloin District. Oh and now, gosh. and people are just like, I can't believe you stayed there. It was the most amazing hotel. The most really? amazing. It was beautiful. Um, it was absolutely, it was an amazing hotel. And it was like all fenced off from the Tenderloin, right? Got it. So it's kind of like to protect you. <laughs> well, we get up the last day that we're there and we walk to a restaurant um, because it was right around the corner to have breakfast. And the amount of homeless people that... Mm -hmm. We're in that three block stretch just blew my mind. Like it blew my mind. It's like third world. It, it completely is. Yeah. But then on top of it, you saw like drug users like mm -hmm. using on the streets and mm -hmm. in front of these businesses. And it's like, I felt bad for everyone. I felt bad for the people that this was happening to. I felt bad for the businesses that this was happening in front of. Mm -hmm. I felt bad for the patrons that had to walk by. Mm -hmm. I felt bad for the people who had to cover their kids eyes as they walked mm -hmm. by things like I felt bad for the entire situation. Mm -hmm. So I decided 
to um that that was going to be our purpose for christmas and i planned a week-long trip to the bay area to do all these fun things um and go to all these amazing places but the biggest thing is that i wanted my kids to do have a bigger purpose on christmas day Mm -hmm. right so there was no presents we didn't do any presents at Mm -hmm. all um but we did whatever we wanted so we did all kinds of fun things, but we made these bags and we made these bags for the homeless. Now I made 22 bags altogether. One was um, like a food bag, necessities bag. And the other one was like essentials, clean socks, band-aids, um, there toothbrush, was toothbrush, like toothpaste, things that. like that. Right. We start handing them out on Christmas day. Me and my kids get oh, all dressed up and we go to the Tenderloin district. And it was just me and my two sons who were like 11 at the time and my mom, my little 73-year-old mom. And I drove to the worst neighborhood in San Francisco, threw it in park, and hopped out of the car and we're trying to hand. And nobody wanted them. No. Nobody wanted these bags. Like, and it was so hard. And it was so, like, like, it just tore my kids apart. Because this is like, we were, like, I, like was we were we had a purpose we were trying to give back yeah and we tried so hard and then it was a complete different experience for what i envisioned it being yeah so i've kind of had a bad taste in my mouth about things like that now to this point Mm -hmm. um now when people are down on their luck and living out of a car or but a lot of these people i feel are making these decisions because this is what they want yeah they don't see themselves any other place. They don't want anything else than five bucks to go get their fix or buy yeah. a beer or things like that. And I saw that full fledged when I was in San Francisco. Yeah, they say if you if you want to help the homeless, that the best place to go is the shelters. Yeah, because those are the people that are actively looking for jobs, trying to get better, and so it's hard. I mean, it's hard when you do something yeah so self selfless. And they're like, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, this one guy cussed at Gavin. Oh, my gosh. He cussed at, it, at him. And Gavin came back, like, with tears running down his oh, face. And I'm just like, God. let's go to Six Flags. <laughs> let's just go to an amusement park. <laughs> Forget this. Yeah. And that's what my cousin said. She's like, you need to go to the homeless shelters. She's yeah. like, you don't go to the Tenderloin District. And then I looked at it. It was Christmas. And they were like, having a big party. All the homeless people are having a big party. Yeah. It was like 200 of them. And I'm like, I got 44 bags. Like, what do I do? <laughs> I don't have enough for everybody. Fight for them. No, I'm just <laughs> so it, I mean, it, like the struggle is real when you're trying to do something good and give back as yeah. best as you can, and then you're just defeated. <laughs> so it's hard. Um, it's what Rachel can we say is next for you? What's next on Ooh. the agenda? Is it gonna be a beauty school? Uh, are you filling your cup the, where you're at now? Yeah, I'm. I'm good where I'm at. Um, so I want to start an assisting program within the salon and kind of create that. Uh, very cool. Yeah, I've done a done some research on, you know, assistant assisting programs that work for stylists as well as you know the people coming out of cosmetology school. So, mm-hmm. and then what's next? I think talking about giving back is uh. I want to not I want, I'm going to change my wording on that. I will start a nonprofit. Um I don't know yet. So everyone has their thing, right? They when giving back, whether it's like I said veterans puppies, list can go on. For me it's children in the system is a huge oh, one. Oh yeah. Or domestic violence survivors. I'd like to help you with that if you're yeah. part of that one. So And I want to like combine my love for the beauty industry with it right because the reality is and people can call this vain but if you don't like the way you look you're not going to show up the way that you need to in trying to get your life back on track so what i have envisioned is like domestic violence survivors that are now trying to get you know a job maybe for the first time ever or get back on their feet and have really lost all of that and Create like and um, empower them to be like their best self, meaning like they're going to dress really good. They're going to have good makeup. They're going to have great hair. They're going to know how to do all that. And I'm not talking great makeup as in like the expensive stuff. Right. But 
showing them how and what that looks like because you can go to CVS for five dollars and get or not five dollars but for twenty five dollars because inflation I'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) and get you know makeup products that can change your life yeah I I agree so I love that because mm -hmm. uh, again I just talked about this on a podcast not too Mm -hmm. long ago is that I achieve my best when I feel Mm -hmm. good Yes. Like when I walk in yeah. and my hair, my makeup's done, like yeah. I feel like I could take on the world. Totally. Like it gives me this confidence. Mm-hmm. And the guys here always say like, then that's the reason like you and I had this conversation <laughs> as soon as I got here. And I'm like, I'm always a mess. Like I, my hair is never done anymore. This and that. The guys here are always just like, oh, you don't need that. You don't need those eyelashes. Chad tells me all the time. He's like, that's just a waste of money. Oh, it no. makes me feel good. Mm-hmm. And that's all that matters. Yeah. Any guy I know or my kids are going to be like, wow, mom, your eyelashes. They don't care. They don't care at all. They don't care. But I feel like a million bucks. Yeah. When I walk out of the salon. Yeah. And how do you show up when you feel like a million bucks? I show up like <laughs> I am ready to take on the world. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I think you'd be really good at? And let's say we start this thing is teaching women how to speak. Really? Right. Yeah, I do. I feel like interviewing. Right. And like resume creating. Yeah. Like. I will. I want to be part of this journey with you. So when you're ready, okay, and I am not so busy. (laughs) I mean, this could be this could be uh, in a couple years. Yeah, and you have to think, my kids will be gone in a couple years. Well, probably not with my luck. But (laughs) 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 but I mean, this could take a long while to like set up. But I want to be part of this because yeah, I completely agree. I did a bunch of that those kind of classes, right? Yeah, um, you did at our previous employer and <laughs> mm-hmm. i was always confident in doing those kind of cl- classes mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and a lot of people don't even know where to start or where to find that information or yeah and that's with you know kids in the system too how are they gonna get those tools and not even just kids i mean kids they need good mentors to begin with they yes. need solid people yes. to show them that there is a different path totally right mm-hmm. there's i feel like it's it happens so much because like that circle of life continues Mm -hmm. because they do what they see Mm -hmm. and then so that whole path just it's just one big circle and it goes Mm -hmm. on and on and on for every generation that comes next Mm -hmm. so then they have kids and then their kids are seeing exactly how they're being raised Mm -hmm. and those people got it from how they were raised with their parents Mm -hmm. and it's like sometimes we just need to take a step back and break our you know, break yeah. that path just a little bit. Yeah. Show them something different. A lot of kids don't know. They don't know what they don't know, right? And yeah. yeah, a lot of times like big brother, big sister, great for that. So yeah, yeah, that's definitely where my heart lies. Not that I love some puppies, but that's just not <laughs> where I spend my time. Oh my God, that's funny because we talked about that on my podcast on Monday. I hate puppies. Puppies no, and babies are my what? least favorite thing. No. <laughs> like, like I like, like you get a puppy, I want to hold that puppy for like five minutes and then I want to go home. Not with that puppy. I did not know that. I do, yeah, not my favorite. Oh not gosh. my favorite. I just don't like putting so much work into something. Like there, it's so much work. And Men are work. I'm just kidding, <laughs> but you like that, girl. I have been single for far too long, so I'm not working hard at that at all. Um. Well, this has been a great podcast so far. Good. I'm gonna um wrap it up a little bit because we've been going for about an hour. Oh wow! I know it goes. It happens fast because yeah. it's just like chatting with a friend. Yeah. So, I came up with um, three tips for women starting a business. So, um, one, figure out your passion and Mm -hmm. align your business to it. So, whatever your passion is. Some of you don't even know what your passion possibly could be. Mm -hmm. But find out what is it that you like. Do you like things like hair? Mm -hmm. Do you like to read? Mm -hmm. Do you really love art? Find out what your passion is and go from there. Um. Two, follow your intuition. This is the biggest one, can I say? Yes. Yeah. 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 Follow your intuition. Um, because sometimes you start with a path and you can feel it's wrong mm-hmm. in so many ways. Like you can feel that you're doing things that you shouldn't be doing, or you're saying things or going places, all of that. Like, know that that gut feeling is usually right. Always. It's mostly right mm-hmm. i mean i would have ended up with jason momoa if my gut feelings 
Oh my long run. But I'm there's saying, still time. There's, there's still, still time. time. He is single now. Jason, if you're listening <laughs> to my podcast. <laughs> so ladies, follow your intuition. Um, and three, don't be afraid to share your product or service with the world. Yes. Now, to me, that's a big one in the industry that I was in before this. So many people had their secrets like they didn't want you to know their formulas. They didn't want you to know that their um, their secrets on. On haircutting or feet like that was their thing. They didn't want to share. It. I asked where a salon got trays like literal trays and they were like. We can't tell you. I'm like, it is an equipment. <laughs> like, that's what I mean, though. But that's the thing is like, we should be, we, I feel like this doesn't happen enough is that we as women, yeah. right, should be building each other up. Yeah. Like, I'm so happy. And I just don't think you were like, because I don't really hang out with you very much because mm -hmm. it's hard when you don't work together. You live on the other side of town. Yeah. Like when we don't see each other every single day in order <laughs> DoorDash on a regular <laughs> basis. Like it's just hard. Um, yeah. but know that I I I love you and mm. you're such a great friend, but I am so extremely proud of you. Thank you. Um I want to be able to share whatever I know is knowledge for the world. Yeah. Like that's how I see it. And that's another reason why I do this podcast. Like people need to know one. That they're, you're not alone in the world, mm -mm. right? That there's people who have been there, have done that, have similar experiences. Mm -hmm. But I truly believe if you're successful, then it's almost like I'm successful too. Totally. Right? Yeah. You're my friend and I want the best for you yeah. because you're my friend and I want the best for you. Totally. But I want the best for everybody that's in my life. Right. So just know that you don't have to share it. I mean, you don't have to keep it hidden. You don't have to keep it a secret. Build each other up. Um, don't think that everybody's trying to steal all your ideas. Yeah. Because it's a giant world. It's a huge world out yeah. there. And that mentality a lot, what I've learned is it comes from like that scarcity mindset, mm -hmm. right? Of like afraid, right? And those people, I just have to have grace with those people because they're just afraid. Yeah. Of, I don't know what, that there's not enough, not enough love, not enough success, not enough money, not enough whatever. But that's where really that comes from. And that if they can get out of their own way and realize that there's enough for everyone, yeah. enough of everything. Of everything for everyone. Of men for Jen. No, I'm just kidding. Ah! <laughs> oh, I love how everybody has my back and trying to find me a man. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to finish the podcast with this. Um... There's a lot of things out there that you don't have to be talented with. And so here's 10 things, 10 things that require zero talent for you to be successful. in the Yes. World. Okay. Number one, being on time. Whew. My number one pet peeve. Yeah. When people aren't. I am such a stickler for that. Me too. I literally show up work. I show up here every day at least 30 minutes early. Mm -hmm. Every single day. Yep. And I work later than the majority of the guys. Right. Um, because I, my job, it's not nine to five. I'm done when I'm done. Mm -hmm. I'm done with my tasks, with emails, with responsibilities. I'm done when I'm done. So being on time. Yes. Um, making an effort. Yeah. Right. Making that effort. Um, being high energy. So having that and just bringing that on every single day. Mm -hmm. Having a positive attitude. Mm -hmm. um, being passionate. Being passionate about what you love. Using great body language. Being coachable. That's huge. That's a big one. Being <laughs> yeah. coachable. Because you have to understand that nobody's perfect. Mm -hmm. And there's always room for improvement. That's how you grow. Yeah, that's how you grow. And we never stop growing. Mm -mm. Um, Doing a little bit of extra. So doing mm -hmm. just doing a little extra with everything that you do. Being prepared. Whether whatever it is that you're doing, making sure you have all the tools to be able to do your job. Mm -hmm. And the last one is having a strong work, work ethic, which I think this world lacks on so bad right now. Yeah. And that's the reason we're in so many situations that we're in right now. Like, I can't believe how many places I go to where they're understaffed, mm -hmm. undermanaged. Um, everybody's underpaid almost out there, mm -hmm. but everybody's having a hard time because nobody has that work ethic. Like nobody's. Mm -hmm. 
everybody people would rather stay home and take pictures of their feet and sell them online <laughs> than actually go out there and try and make a difference and do something big yeah. with their lives on a regular basis. Yeah, it's easy. So, That's it why. It's but it. it's not rewarding. It's not. Yeah. Easy's never rewarding. Never. No. I never take the easy road. Mm-mm. I never and my boss says it all the time. Um I'm not gonna say anybody's name, but he's always <laughs> like, Don't be like so and so. That's like the easy way out. And I'm just like, You're right. Like you're right. Mm-hmm. Make better decisions. So Yeah. I really enjoyed having you here today, Rachel. Yeah, thank you for having this me. Is so I fun. enjoyed Again, it. And I am so proud of you. Thank you. Um, and you guys can look up her salon La D dot. Like La Di Dotty. We'd like La-dee-dotty. to party. Yes, that uh, was on our Christmas shirts one year. <laughs> I love it. Yes. I love it. So um I wish you all the best, my friend. Thank you for this beautiful bottle of champagne. I can't wait to enjoy <laughs> that. And I hope to have you soon. Absolutely. I want to have you back here soon. Yes. I'd love to be back. Yeah. It's fun. So Mm -hmm. I love you. And thank you guys for listening. This is 40 Years to Freedom Podcast. Signing off with Jen and the beautiful Rachel. Yay. Thank you. (laughs)